Oh, right. We're live. This is Cop on Podcast. My name is Owen. Um, I just want to start with a Wikipedia article I found on the droop. In botany, a droop or stone fruit is an indehiscent fruit in which an outer fleshy part, the exocarp, surrounds a single shell, the pit, stone or pyrene, of hardened endocarp with a seed or kernel inside. These fruits usually develop from a single carpal and mostly from flowers with superior ovaries. Welcome to you all. Welcome. You might be able to see I have Dave from Dave's LFC Chats. If you're joining us live on Periscope Twitter, this is the first time we've done this. Please do send in your comments. Send us your love. Send us your hate. Send us everything, anything you want, really. I mean, you nudie pics might get you banned. But we're here to talk about Watford. We're here to talk about all kinds of uh, things. And really, Dave... I'm just going to start by saying that um, Liverpool were a bunch of droops yesterday, weren't we? Yeah, on three nil, I couldn't believe it. Three nil, I, I just, I, 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 we, we were not at the races yesterday. It's as simple as that. For the whole ninety minutes, we were just not at the races. Every player, everybody's given love and stick. Probably rightly so, but to be honest, everybody was bad. Even Van Dijk looked bad yesterday, which is saying something. We missed Hendo in midfield and we missed Gomez, of course, at the back. We just didn't look ourselves. We were making mistakes. We couldn't pass the ball. We didn't look a tread up front. Everything went wrong for us, went wrong. To be fair, Watford were brilliant. Watford were played out as world, probably the best they'll ever play and probably never play better than like that again, to be honest with you. Um, 3 0 could have been four or five, it really could have been four or five. But, um, listen, it's one loss, one loss this season. We haven't lost since January 29 before that. All the panic, all the crap that goes on, that the people, you know, we're in a, still in a great place, guys. Relax, stay calm. This means more. <laughs> Well, yes, um, yes, everyone should relax. We are still uh, I, something like 41 or 42 points ahead of Everton. We're, you know, we're, we're, we're closer to, um, to, well, I think, how do I phrase this? Manchester City are the only team that's closer to us at the top than they are to the bottom of the league. So Leicester City, who are in third place, third place, are closer to the bottom than they are to the top. It's absolutely extraordinary stuff. But what a poor performance. I mean, what went wrong? You said everything went wrong. There was something in the on the on the Anfield rap. I was listening to the brilliant Anfield rap. How we love that. Uh but uh you know it it's it's uh you know, they said, what does it look like? It was a question. What does it look like uh, to a Watford win against Liverpool? And the, the answer, the real answer was that uh, all of Watford's players needed to play nine out of 10 or 10 out of 10. And all of Liverpool's players need to, needed to play 
about a five out of 10. An exception for me would be Allison. I thought he did all right. He made a couple of saves. I watched the highlights back 90 seconds of it today. That's all I could do, uh, all I could face. Uh, and uh, Allison did all right. Uh, Virgil um, statistically won all of his headers. He did all right, but uh, it was just a, a diabolical performance. And for me, what can we learn from this? Jurgen's always talking about learning. Uh, what can we learn from this uh, from this defeat, Dave? Actually, uh, Owen, I know it's a weird thing to say losing a match that you can actually take positives from losing the game. But there's one positive I would take from losing that game would be this invincible talk, this unbeaten seasons. I think it was putting pressure on Liverpool. And now that it's finished, it's history. Invincibles becomes the inevitables. Am I going to win the league? And just forget about this. You know, if we can win the league in the next, I think we still need four games to win. If we win, if we win the next four or whatever, um, we win the league. I think then because we've been beaten, we can relax and don't have to play our best team for the last five or six games. Can give some of the young lads some experience in the Premier League, some big games like Chelsea and Arsenal still to play. Hopefully the league is sewn up by then. Get the young lads on to get them the five, the five Premier League games so they can get a medal. If, if we were unbeaten still, there'd be pressure right up to the Newcastle game at the very last of the season. We don't need it. We just need to win the league. It's all I want. I'm waiting 30 years for this. You're waiting 30 years for this. All I want is the league, unbeaten part of it. It's over. It's history. Forget about it. It was never a big deal. I don't even think Klopp really thought about it that much. So if we were to take anything from a loss uh, yesterday, it would be the fact that that unbeaten season thing um, is like a monkey, monkey off our backs on. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, I, absolutely. I, I I didn't really give a monkey's about the... Uh, speaking of monkeys, um, I didn't give a monkey's about the... Uh, the um, uh, invincibles thing anyway honestly I, I don't give two turds and any kind of animals turds um wouldn't give two of them wouldn't give one of them wouldn't even give half an animal's turd uh, be it mole vole or monkey um the uh yeah i mean the, the man who's taken the brunt of the blame uh for example i saw on Twitter, uh, somebody, I, I forgot, I scrolled past his name, so sorry for that. It was somebody on Twitter who said, Lovren is to blame for all of this. He unsettles everyone. It's like trying to relax at home when you know that there's a stranger drinking cans in your kitchen. Um, it's quite a funny tweet, um, but it's a little bit harsh. Is it Dave, or was it, is it the fact that he played and he unsettled everybody? Is that really fair? I don't think it is. I think we win together, we lose together, but that's just my opinion. What do you think? There was an interesting stat I seen as well of the five league games that Van Dijk has lost for Liverpool. Four of those games he had Lovren beside him. Now I don't know how true that is. I think it might be. Now that's telling a story in itself, you know. But can you really blame one player? I mean, even if he had a bad day and everybody else played well, he might have got something out of it. But for the very fact that everybody was off the game yesterday, even Van Dijk didn't look right yesterday. I know he won a lot of balls, 90% of the balls in the air and all, but even his decision-making, a lot of the midfield, the midfield just didn't work. Fabinho hasn't come back the player he, had, he was before his injury. I don't know what you think about that. 
He just doesn't look as dominant in the midfield. I know it's, listen, you know, it'll probably be okay. But I'm just saying, the last while, he just hasn't looked right. Genie has been doing a lot of running around yesterday, but there was nothing. I pitied the front three yesterday because they were getting nothing from the middle. They were getting no balls. You know, they had to really work hard for scraps. And to blame Lovren for all that, he's an easy one to blame, though, isn't he? I mean, he's the easy one to blame. A lot, a lot, of, a lot of fans just don't like him. It's as simple as that. I have no problem with him. He's a squad player. He came in, Gomez is injured. Simple as that. Trying to do a job, but I don't think he's quite up for Liverpool, to be honest with you. I think he could go in the summer. So I wouldn't be too harsh on him, to be honest, though. Yes, it's a fair answer. Um, you brought up Fabinho there. He, um, just looking at the stats on whoscored.com. Uh, he got... Uh, 6.33 rating only, one tackle, two interceptions. Um, his passing accuracy was only 85%. And I say only, normally that would be a good score. But there were so many times when we just sort of passed it to the guy next to us. And to compare it, I mean, I saw a little bit of Manchester City against Villa before. And I switched it off at 2-0. I got bored. Uh, but uh, the way that Manchester City break down those teams, it really is. We could learn from that. For example, um, what we were doing yesterday... Um, uh, Watford had uh, four or five at the back and then four just in front, basically nine at the back, uh, but in two lines. Um, and Liverpool, they weren't closing us down when we got to the side, uh, to the sort of wing position. Um, you know, if we were sort of 30 metres out on the side of the pitch, they weren't closing us down. They were just letting us have the ball there because they knew they were packed the box and they knew that if we crossed from there, they had they had Kafka, they had Cabasele, dominant players in the air against Bobby Firmino alone, who had absolutely no chance whatsoever uh, yesterday. So, um, you know, I thought, I thought tactically, I thought we could have... Um, you know, uh, uh, drawn players in before playing a pass like City do. I mean, for example, Sterling got the ball on the wing 30 yards out. He cuts in towards the box, uh, keeps the ball and then plays it backwards um, where, where he finds De Bruyne who always stays back. And then, and then they've got a runner on the other flank who runs behind the defence and De Bruyne tries the curled pass over the back of the defence and they score so many goals that way. And I just think, you know, it, it's, you know, you watch City play against everyone, parks the bus against them and, uh, you know, they, they are masters at getting behind this low block. And I just thought that we we just didn't seem to know what to do. And that's uh, that's Norwich. We didn't play well. Um, West Ham, we weren't particularly good, um, but it was better. Uh, Atletico Madrid, we were we were poor. And uh, I don't know. We've just we've we've got to learn. We've got to do something, Dave. You know, I'm I'm, I'm getting a little bit a little bit worried, a little bit. Uh, although I have great faith in this team, how 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 are your nerves? Nerves are okay. Listen, as you said, I I think it's been coming a little bit. It's been. I was listening to John Gibbons earlier in Anfield Rap. He was saying like he could see against the West Ham game. You have to say we were a bit lucky to win that game. I put my hands up in the air. They could have easily got a draw at West Ham. Uh, the Atletico game. 
could have been 2 0 down there. We're still in the tie at 1 0. So, there's, you know, that's all to play for. Yesterday was just reminded me of the game against Spurs back in 20, October 2017, where we lost 4 1. Do you remember that game where uh, Harry Kane and Lovren had a nightmare that day? That was similar to yesterday. Nothing was right for us. Every time they attacked, they looked like they were going to score. Um, they're big, physical, tough side. Their press was pressing our press. You know what I mean? They were pressing against our press. Tactically, it was brilliant. They're big, strong lads. Dini, Sar, Decor, uh, Delafeu was very good. They're a good, big side. I'm surprised where they are. They're, they're buzzing all over the pitch. The Hornets were buzzing all over the pitch, and they gave us a sting. Three stings. Could have been more. We were like a, a young lad falling into falling into a beehive. We didn't know what to do. We're being stung all over the pitch. Couldn't get out. And to be honest, I would wipe myself down after that um, own. And I wouldn't really worry about it. It's all about the next game. We go again, as they say. And uh, we play Chelsea midweek in the FA Cup away. Yet another tough game, to be honest with you. He'll want to win that now, considering what's happened and stop the rot, as you know. But I think we've a handy one at Anfield the weekend against Bournemouth. So, we should be beating them for three points. And listen, once we get back to winning ways, it's, it's all forgotten about. I wouldn't be worried at all. Well, Bournemouth is always a good one to play because they always, you know, try to attack. And they think this is our year where we can attack Liverpool. And they never can. And we always win. Uh, so that's uh, that's something to look forward to. But yes, Chelsea before that. See, I said before the match, I've been saying it. I would have preferred to, play, to have played a... a um, a reserve team against Watford, and then you've got three games coming up. You've got Chelsea uh, midweek, Bournemouth, and then Atletico, uh, and you play your best team in all three of those games. But now I don't know. That was you know now Joe Gomez is injured. We hope he's back. Uh, Chelsea, um, you said last time we spoke that you would play a mix of uh, youth and experience. Um, you know we had a lot of experience on the on the pitch uh, yesterday. Uh, do, do, do any of them deserve to keep their place? Van Dyke. <laughs> Van Dyke will be in, there's no doubt about it. Uh, Alison, of course, the core, of, the core of the team will be there, of course, but I mean, what can he do? He's not going to make wholesale changes. I mean, Minamino came on, did okay, actually. Uh, he came on for a cameo appearance. Lalana was okay. Those two boys, I think, would be in for a show. A possible shout. Now, they're very similar. You might play both of them together from the start, but I'd like to see Minamino or Lalana get a start against Chelsea. Um, Nabi Keita, what, what's going on there? You know, nobody knows. Um, I don't think Gomez was too badly injured, though. I think it was only a precautionary thing. So I'd like to see maybe Gomez back. What's wrong with Billy Joel Matip? Like, you know what I mean? But Joel Matip, like, has been injured. Nobody knows what's wrong with him. I can't see many changes on. I really can't. Um, Origi might play up front. He might rest one of the three up front. They look very tired. Lethargic. Um, yesterday, which was... They haven't gelled. The three of them haven't gelled together in a long time where the three of them play eight or nine out of ten in the three of them. Now, obviously, the day that happens, I pity the other team. But is he going to drop many players away at Chelsea Stanford Bridge a tough game I, I don't think he can afford to uh, rest too many I think he'll go very strong I really do would you say that they're all off form our our um you know our front three would you say that they're all off form not off form I mean they're not gelling they're not gelling 
they're, they're, uh, they're all individually formed. Mane was in good form before his little injury. Salah is always doing Salah. Salah will always be Salah. Bobby came back since Christmas and the Club World Cup, which he more or less won it for us and has been good. But the actual gel, it's probably the midfield's not helping. Our midfield hasn't been right. And they have to give the ball to the front boys. And they haven't quite been able to do it recently in the West Ham game, you could say, the Atletico game, and yesterday. So, off form, they haven't really been, the three of them haven't been in form in, the, in one game. I think there's maybe a handful of games the three of them have been in form together. But we don't need the three of them to be in form. We only need one of them three really to be in form, and we've always a chance of winning the game. But uh, I'd like a big game from those three coming up, to be honest, against someone like Chelsea. But uh, he might mix it with Rigi. I don't know. I don't know what he's going to do. Well, yes... But the, I think it's, I think it's, you know, it's difficult for the front three against, against a low block if the midfield don't make the space for them. You know, that's, I for me, that's the problem is, is more, it's more tactical that, uh, you know, w without midfield runners going beyond them and, you know, chipped balls behind, but in, into space, you know, over behind the fullbacks, maybe, or maybe not even chipped, but you can you can find bits of space in behind, like I said before, that Man City do. And I think that's the main problem, because otherwise, you know, numerically, you've got our front three against, what, seven players, eight players, something like that, and the seven or eight, I mean, Watford, they could have, they could have played for another, you know, another six hours that match couldn't they yesterday they get and we wouldn't have we wouldn't have got anywhere because we weren't we weren't moving them around enough we weren't we weren't making the defense turn and it's very hard because you've only got this very short amount of space to make them turn it's very difficult it's very difficult and uh you know we can't we can't blame anyone too much i just would have thought you know a, a bit a few more ideas you know just ideas Yeah, a few ideas, but we were lacking. When Minamino came on, he did well. Um, as I said earlier, Lalana did well. But still, I think they, they, they I don't like saying he dropped their heads, but it just, I just thought this is, they probably even the players thought, this isn't going to be our day here. I mean, we're lucky to win at nil-nil at halftime. To be honest, I thought we should have been one-nil down. They had a great chance just before halftime. Van Dijk cleared it. Alisson double saved, Van Dijk cleared it. So... I don't know. I, I, I just I, I think it's a write-off that game on. I wouldn't even I wouldn't even overanalyze it too much. I mean it's as I say, one loss in 13 or 14 months in the league. It's 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 it, we are very unlike ourselves. Robbo said it as well, I think, in an interview after. We're very sorry. He was nearly apologizing for the way they played. And I I, I let them we let them away with one or two losses. I mean, it's gonna happen. It's taking the monkey off her back from this inevitable's unbeaten season run as well. So maybe maybe it's a good thing. I'm not going to dwell on it too long and get downhearted. And, you know, we're going to win the league. That's what I want. That's what you want. That's what every fan of the world wants. Um, everything else is a bonus. So just be happy with the team. Let, let them away with this. Let them away with this. And we go again, as they say. Yeah, great. No, I mean, that's the right attitude, isn't it? That's the right answer. We can, you know... We can let them have an off day. They had an off day on the right day because it was a league match. And if, like, uh, like us, you don't give a don't give a toss about the un unbeaten record, then uh, you know we only care about winning the league. It would be great if we if we stepped 
up now against uh, against Chelsea in the FA Cup. Uh, it'd be be fantastic if we if we uh, could, wouldn't it? But uh, you know, we we're definitely going to need a bit more intensity, and uh, you know that's something that uh, we miss because of Hendo uh, being injured. He can't come back soon enough, can he? But uh, can Milner or now that he's pretty much back from injury, uh, apparently, can can he step up to be to be the leader to fill Hendo's shoe? I don't quite know. I don't. I don't think. I mean, Millie Vanilli has been brilliant for us uh, for the past two or three seasons. He's been unbelievable. Um, can he step up for Hendo? Yeah, he can play that. He can, he's a midfielder. That's what he is. But we really missed Hendo yesterday, didn't we? All the Hendo haters. We're looking at that game yesterday and they were slagging Lovren, of course, which isn't nice, one of our players, of course. But Hendo was the real, where, like, if Hendo was playing, we would have won that game. And the same guy is giving out crap about him only last week against West Ham. So you can't get it, can't get it both ways, you know, or not in a West Ham against Atletico. But um, can Milner snap up? Yeah. I mean, Milner's never let us down, has he? He's never let us down. So I'd, I'd have full trust in Millie Vanilli, wherever he, he could play in golf, for God's sake. Maybe not tall enough, but he could play anywhere, Milner. Can he step up? He has everything. And he's he's a captain on and off the pitch. No no doubt about it. Well, what about, uh, I mean, would you play him in, 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 in place of Robbo? So that Robbo, because uh, he's uh, looking a little, a little bit jaded, or is that, am I being unfair? You're not being unfair. Um, I've seen a lot of criticism of Robbo on um, line, and they were saying that he's, his form is dipped and he's not playing as good as he ever. He's not running back and all this. Um, maybe Milner will come in against Chelsea. It'd be a good time to rest Robbo if you're going to rest him, considering we have a good run now with Atletico coming up and the league games. You want to win this league. I mean, this is probably the last game we have to, if you want to change players, this is going to be it, isn't it? Um, a, a tough game though at Stanford Bridge, of course. We don't have a great record there um, in cups, but um, I think league boys were okay. But yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know what Klopp is going to do. I really don't know. He might want to go super strong against Chelsea just to stop the rot and, and try guarantee a win and not make a huge amount of statements. But we know his feelings on the FA Cup. It's not. It's not up there with him. It hasn't got the level of the League of Champions League, rightly so. So I think he probably will make changes, but not too many. Not like that we did against Everton or anything like that. I'd say to be a, the core of the spine of the team will be there. But I'd like to see Millie get a game, yeah. yeah instead of Robbo, it would be a good show, actually. Give him a game for where Robbo is and give Robbo a rest. Give him the night off. Well, yes, hopefully, um, you know. I, I mean, I, I would love to see, love to see Milner in uh, anywhere. Just, uh, just someone shouting at somebody, you know, because uh, that's they didn't seem to be anybody giving anybody enough rollickings yesterday. Uh, you know, that, that leadership is something that I really. I mean, I was so lucky to to be able to go to uh, Anfield. A uh, couple of weeks ago, absolute dream to see these these boys play football and and to see Hendo live. You could see how much he communicates. You know, he's got the he's he's got the the big mouth in the best way possible, and he's shouting at everybody, demanding that standards don't drop. He's got a touch of the Ronnie Moran spirit and uh you know i think it would have been ronnie moran's birthday um 
in the last few days. So happy birthday to him. May he rest in peace. I've got lfchistory.net in front of me, um, talking about Chelsea in the FA Cup, our historical games. Our first one in the FA Cup was a 2-0 loss at Anfield on the 27th of February, 1932. And then, uh, you know, we beat them 4-3. Uh, we beat them 2-0. Uh, in 1966, we lost again at Anfield 2-1, and then we lost at Stamford Bridge in 1978. We lost at Stamford Bridge in 1982. We're getting closer to, to now. 1986, we beat them at Stamford Bridge in the fourth round of the FA Cup 2-1. 1997, we lost 4-2. At Stamford Bridge, that was the day after my birthday. We always lose around my birthday, the 25th of January. Do make a note, I accept cake. Um, and uh, uh, then uh, we played them at Old Trafford in the FA Cup semi-final in 2006. And we won that one 2-1 before the Gerrard final, of course. And then the last time we played them was in 2012 in the FA Cup final, and we lost, of course, 1-2. Kenny Dalgleish, unfortunately, not able to bring the FA Cup home, but uh, I thought he did really well as our manager, even the second time. Um, it, yeah, I mean, as that's uh, the last time we played them in the FA Cup, I'm, I'm curious about this. I've often been curious about as to how other Reds really feel about uh, Kenny Dalglish back at that time. Because for me, he took us from um, almost relegation fodder under Roy Hodgson. We were 16th, remember, in the table under him 10 years ago, October 2010. We were 16th in the table. Kenny Dalglish took over and took us within a year and a half to eighth in the table and two cup finals. And yes, you can talk about downing and... Carol and things, but look at Henderson now. He's a legend, club legend. And I just think uh, Kenny was harshly treated, especially given the amount of time that Suarez hit the post. Those are my thoughts on the matter. What are your thoughts, Dave, on Kenny the second last time we played Chelsea in the Cup? He was the manager. Yeah, well, King Kenny, everybody loves King Kenny, of course. But, um, do you know what as well? It was very hard for him to come back because he had been so successful in the 80s with Liverpool. It's always hard to come back, you know, and try emulate something that was so outrageous as a player and as a manager. Um, and when he came back, he hadn't got a huge amount of great players there. He had a few, of course. Gerard, as you say, Suarez was hitting the crossbar. He was doing everything but score. And then all of a sudden he started scoring goals for fun. But I mean... Yeah, he, he actually did. We were in a bit of a doldrums at the time, and I think we needed a lift. So someone like a legend, like King Kenny coming back, who was a legend at the club, a legend in Liverpool itself, um, coming back just gave us that lift that we needed at that time. Roy Evans did a good job as well, people forget. And he, he did very well. We, we were really, really good under Roy Evans as well. But uh, King Kenny's a legend, as you say. King Kenny stands. There's probably stand named after him at Anfield. Um, and to be honest, it, one of the if what well, uh, the league cup we won, I think it was against Cardiff. Was that right? Against Cardiff, penalties. I think we beat them. Was it? Yes. Yes. Indeed. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And we lost the FA Cup final. We beat Everton in the semis. Uh, I think Andy. We beat Everton in the semis. Suarez scored actually. We beat um, Everton in the semis. And that Carol was a great win. Yes. Yes. 
Carroll, yeah. But we, we didn't play well. It was a Chelsea in the final. We didn't play well. I think another 10 minutes, we might have got a draw with that because it was a Carroll who scored to make it 2-1. And we had another chance in injury time to make it 2-2. And we just couldn't get over the line. But um, listen, we were a different team back then, weren't we? Look, look at us now. Look at us now. We're in dreamland now. But uh, King Kenny's a legend. He, he always will be a legend, of course. And um, it's great to have him. It was great to see him. I never actually seen him play, of course. But uh, live, I never seen him play live. But uh, what a man, what a legend. There will be a statue outside of King Kenny soon, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I love the Bob Pacey one, the new one. But uh, we're digressing. Let's uh, let's talk about Chelsea in the modern day. Um, I've got their, their results in front of me. I'll read them out for you. The recent results, we're going to go back to, uh, let's go back to the, tw uh, well, the 18th of January. Why not? They lost away to Newcastle. They drew... 2-2 with a 10-man Arsenal at home. Uh, they scraped through against Hull City in the fourth round of the FA Cup 2-1. They drew with Leicester away 2-2. Then they lost at home to Manchester United 2-0 and that's the 17th of February. And then uh, they beat Tottenham 2-1. They got hammered by Bayern Munich because I saw that one, that 3-0. Oof. That was a drubbing, as they say. And then yesterday, they, they drew 2-2 with Bournemouth. And at the start of the season, I predicted Lampard, uh, against popular belief, Lampard would be the first for the sack. But uh, I, I was completely wrong uh, in that assessment because, you know, he galvanised everybody. This new manager bounce, it seemed to last forever. It was like a new manager bouncy castle. Uh, and uh, but they, you know they, they 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 seem to have stopped bouncing. The bouncy castle is deflating, Dave. These days, and these are the kind of results that I thought that Chelsea would would be getting. Is like it, they're they're pretty. They're very inconsistent. Capable of a good performance. Capable of being absolute dross as well. What do you think of them and Lampard this season? They are inconsistent. I thought they would have done better. I know they did the transfer ban yesterday that was, or last year that was lifted in January, but they didn't really bring anybody in of uh, great significance. Um, I'm, I'm actually worried a bit worried about this game. We don't do well against Chelsea in the Cup. They beat us in the League Cup. Remember the Hazard goal there a few, last season, two seasons ago? Um, we don't do well against them. I, I really do think we're going to have to play our top team to beat them, even though they're Dross, as you call them, um, because they'll raise the game against us. There's no doubt about it. If you remember the league game, we beat them 2-1 at Stamford Bridge earlier in the season. That could have gone either way. I thought we were lucky that day. I mean, that easily could have been a 2-2, easily. Um, so they'll definitely give us a game. Even if they're Dross, they'll give us a game. There's no doubt about it. And that will be a tight one. That could go either way. Um, on. Depending on the lineups, obviously. I don't know what Klopp's going to do. But I, I just think that's going to be tough. Lampard coming in, legend of the club, a bit like, a bit like Gerard coming to Liverpool. Um, if he ever comes to Liverpool, that's what it, exactly what it'd be like with Lampard. He's actually did okay. I think they'll give him time at Chelsea. Um, he'll get a good transfer window now in the summer, get a few players in, and they'll give him at least another season, I think, next year before they do that, because he's a fan's favourite. He's not going to go anywhere. But I'm worried about this game, this cup game, I think. Depending on what Klopp does... Uh, lineup boys, I just think it's we're coming off a really bad week. You could say, okay, we beat West Ham, but didn't play well. So I, I think this is a dangerous game. This this 
uh, FA Cup game, and I, I, I just, I just hope we beat them. But um, it's going to be tough, and I think Lampard they'll give him another year at least. Yes. Um... Yeah, I mean, that's a fair assessment. I mean, you've got to wonder, though, maybe they will be resting a few players as well uh, because they, they I'm looking at the table, they, they're on 45 points after their 28 games, just to remind anybody who's still um, overly upset about the Watford results. Liverpool are on 79 points, 34 points ahead of Chelsea in fourth, which is nuts, coconuts, you might say. Um, and uh, uh, Chelsea, so they've on 45 points. There's a bit of a chasing pack behind them of uh, Manchester United on 42, Wolves on 42, Tottenham on 40, and Sheffield United on 40. But Sheffield United actually have a game in hand. Uh, so they could be on 43, just two points behind Chelsea. So this race for fourth it's actually really interesting. So I wonder if Lampard will also consider resting some of his um, some of his uh, his best players. But uh, you talked about Hazard. Without Hazard, he's gone. Thank God, because uh, I actually knew. I actually spoke to a professional footballer um, who knows Hazard quite very well, actually. And they went for dinner with Hazard, and uh, he was talking about I don't know all kinds of things. And uh, Hazard said. Um, about playing Liverpool, that he always felt confident when he was playing Liverpool. He always felt that um, uh, he was going to score. It's very interesting because this professional, uh, he had that with uh, with a particular French team that he always feels like he's going to score against them. And uh, it's very interesting the the mindset of a of a of a striker. How they how they how they get into that, but uh, Chelsea, yeah, they're off form. Their lineup in the last match, uh, they uh, played uh, three at the back. They had uh, Tamori Christensen and Aspi Liqueta, who looks older and older every week. Every time I see him, I expect to see the Zimmer frame, the NHS Zimmer frame, being handed out to him. Uh, Rick James, I mean Reese James. Uh, right back, they had Marcos Alonso, another chap who's, who's, despite his two goals against Bournemouth, his best days are most certainly behind him. Uh, Kovacic, decent player. Jorginho, overrated. Kante's injured. Some say that his, uh, his, uh, his uh, injury problems are quite chronic, unfortunately, given um, and what a, what a joy it's been to watch him over the years. So I hope he, it's not chronic, I hope he comes back. But then uh, his attacking players, he played Olivier Giroud. Pedro, Pedrito, and Mason Mount. Are you still scared, Dave? Because I'm. I, I think. I think Curtis Jones alone could find pockets and and uh, you know that he could find the top corner, especially with Willie Caballero in goal. Not scared, of course, but I'm just saying it, it's it's a tricky game. Oh yeah, even the Watford game yesterday, and it was a tricky game. People have gone, we'll hammer them. We had a great record against them. We'd beaten them five trees and fives and trees and twos, two nil at Anfield. But I knew that was a tricky game. Down to London, it's always tricky. That's where we're going again, back to London. So, no, I, I'd like us to beat them, of course. We've been to the quarterfinals. Good chance of winning a cup. Good chance of winning the double, to be honest. It'd be a lovely double, wouldn't it? Um, not as scared of them. But as you say, you're right saying that they might rest a few as well. They might rest if they're spine. 
I mean, they want top four more than anything. They want to get back into the Champions League, of course, which is huge. Um, but I know Frank Lampard likes the FA Cup. He's a good history in it himself as a player. So I'm sure he rates it more than even Klopp does. You know what I mean? But as you're saying, rightly say, the likes of Nico Williams, Curtis Jones and Harvey Elliott could come up and would probably strengthen Liverpool's bench at the moment, the way we played the weekend. So I just don't know what way Klopp's going to play it. That's, that's why I have a, not a concern. I just have a, a doubt in my mind because I don't know what he's going to do. Is he going to take it serious and play a full strength side? Or is he going to mix it up, play a few young lads or a few lads that haven't played for a while? I don't know. I, I, you know, London's always always tough. I, they got a mall in last week from Bayern Munich, though. It could have been 7-0. That's how bad they were last week. I'm hoping for something similar this week, this during the week. But uh, we shall see. I'm not afraid of them. No, I'm not afraid of them. I call them the MasterCard boys. They're plastic. Like City, the Visa card boys. Chelsea, MasterCard boys. Their ATM is, en- is empty, baby. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, excellent, excellent. Um, uh, PSG that would make them, I don't know, the American Express platinum gold card. Uh, we'll see. Um, uh, yeah, well, let's try and do it, Dave. Let's try and go through the team. Let's see who if we can agree on a team to play Chelsea. So, uh, obviously, Allison in goal, or not so obviously, maybe Adrian deserves a chance. What do you think, Adrian? Allison, he might play Adrian. I think he's stuck with him in cup games. He doesn't like going back. I yeah, think but what, what would you do, Dave? What would you do? I'd keep Allison and go. Allison and go. Okay. I'll, yeah, I'm happy with that. Okay. Um, Trent on whoscored.com got 4.83 rating. He was the worst player according to whoscored.com against Watford. I thought that was a bit harsh, but I would rest Trent and give young Nico a chance at right back. Do you agree with me? I would agree with you. I think Trent is more interested in his sponsorship from Deliveroo. All his deliveries have been so poor recently that hopefully, <laughs> hopefully his deliveries get better. He might get sponsored by. I, I, I think he has a shout. As you said, maybe 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 rest Trent and play Nico. So we've Allison and Nico. Yep, uh, and then centre back. There's no way in heck. There's no way in Jeepers heck that I'm going with Lovren and Matip. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say uh, Matip and Virgil centre backs. Is Matip? Matip wasn't he? Yeah. Well, I don't. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. I don't think Lovren's going to get a game tomorrow or, or Tuesday, Wednesday, is it? I don't think Lovren's going to play. I'd be very surprised. Um, no, but uh, Van Van Dijk definitely will play. Definitely. Okay. So, Matt, so Van Dijk. Matt, and Matt. No, yeah, no, I'll stick with that. Matip and VVD. Okay, and then left back for me, Jimmy Milner. Yeah, can't say no about that. I mean, we were talking earlier about uh, Robbo needing a break, and as I say, he's probably going to get many more chances for a break with the run into the league and still the Champions League to play. So if you're going to rest them, you rest them midweek. Yeah. yeah. Throw a million. Uh, yeah. million. Yeah. Throw a million. Oh, uh, yes, sir. Jobs reckons uh, he sent us a nice comment. Thanks for the comment. Yes, sir. Um, um, Matip and Joe Gomez. Yes, if Joe Gomez is fit. Um, I have Gomez and DVD then. No doubt about it. You Okay, you'd go with Gomez oh, and DVD. Yeah. If, if Gomez is fit. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm tempted to... I'm tempted... <laughs> 
No, I disagree. There you go. We've got three different opinions on this one. No, sorry, because I think what if even if Joe Gomez is fit, he had a slight niggle and we don't want that. We don't want any kind of risk uh, or anything. I mean, if he's sure 100% fit, then I would go with Gomez and VVD and I wouldn't. I wouldn't play Matip, but uh, if uh, Gomez, if there's any doubt, then it would be Matip and VVD for me. But there we go. And, and Milner at left-back, we've agreed. Central midfield. Now, where are we going to go with this? Fabinho, you said he... But I didn't think he had all that much to do, Fabinho. But yes, he maybe he looks a little bit leggy. I don't know. I, I would play him because I think he needs uh, fitness. I think he, he needs rhythm. Uh, so I would play him. I would play uh, Curtis Jones because he deserves to play somewhere. And because he's a youngster, I would, I know, oh I would give Chamberlain another chance as well. I would go attack. I would try and attack these Chelsea boys. And I would, and I would go, it's risky. But Fabinho, Chamberlain and Curtis Jones. What do you think, Dave? Um, slight difference. I give Curtis Jones a game, considering what he's done, and he wants to play. He's a good young lad, and he'd have no problems playing the Stamford Bridge. I'd, I'd definitely play him. Naby Keita has to get a game, surely. He has to get a game. Naby Keita. Is, 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 is he not injured? No? No, no, I thought he was back okay, no? Well, I don't know. He, he wasn't on the bench. Uh, no, I, don't, I don't, don't think there was a big issue there. I just don't think he... Just wasn't on the bench, but I seen him in the stands. At first, I know he, he was there watching the game. But uh, if he's fit, I'd play Naby definitely. Um, I'd play Curtis Jones, and I would play Fabinho because, as you said, Fabinho just needs games. I think to get into his rhythm, he just needs games. He hasn't been hundred percent since he came back from injury, so he just needs games to get back up to speed. But that's what I'd play. If if Naby isn't there, Lalana needs a game too, doesn't he? Well, that's what Yes is saying in the chat. Yes is saying Lalana. Um, Adam Lalana, yeah. Um, you know what you're going to get from him. You know, he's someone who can play in space. He's very intelligent footballer. He can keep the ball going, keep the ball recycling. I mean, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be averse to seeing him in the starting lineup. No, not at all. But uh, I just think that, uh, you know, Chamberlain, I, I thought he showed signs he could have driven a bit more he's lacking a bit of confidence and i think confidence for him um he's a confidence player and he needs games for confidence i don't know that's why i would pick him uh but uh you know so there's no real room in my team for lalana but uh i don't know um would you would you crowbar lalana in so lalana uh fabinho and uh and curtis jones then dave is that your three I'll agree to disagree. <laughs> yeah, I'll go Lalana, Curtis Jones, and the fabulous Brazilian Fabinho. That that's my three. Fair enough. And then up front, and the front three. Who are you bringing in? Are you bringing in anybody? I'm I'm tempted just to just to keep it as is. I mean, I, I don't know. I'd be sort of tempted with the uh, with um with like a divok you know bring in bring in a divok just uh, but but i would that would just be a temptation that would be something i would sit down have a cup of tea have a cookie think about that one think about div what a great what a great player he's been for us we've we've had so much joy from the div but then after my tea was finished i think i'd i would decide no 
Sadio Mane's on a different planet and we can't afford to rest him in the cup. No, um, I'd like the front three to start, three amigos as I call them, but I think I think Divock might start. I think he, he might start in that cup game. I mean, Klopp likes rotating it in, in, we've talked about it before, the FA Cup, he just likes rotating, giving players a start, giving them a game to show them that they're still part of the scene. I, I think he might drop one of the three um, who looked the tired? Who looked tired? A bit lethargic. Bobby could get dropped. Or Mane even could, because I know he he still has that bit of a niggle. He's just getting over an injury. I think Salah, maybe Bobby and Divock. I think Mane could be could have a little rest there. Well, well, you say yes. I mean, he could have a rest, but is that what you would do? Then you would rest Mane. Not what you think Klopp would do, but what would you do? You would rest Mane. Yeah, I obviously don't see them in training and stuff, but it's just yeah, you're, you're putting a gun to me head. Yes. You said, yeah, the gun's there. It's yeah, cocked. it's there. It's uh -huh. cocked. Okay, three it's amigos. Ready. Three amigos. The Mo three Salah, amigos. King of Egypt, Mane in the mirror, fabulous, no luck, Bobby. Well, there you go. See, there you go. You you're agreeing with me that actually, when you when you stop and you think about it, these are the, our best players. And uh, but yes, is going with something completely different. He's saying, he's saying Curtis Jones could be one of the one of the front threes with Minamino and Divock. So that's very interesting. Uh, thank you, yes, sir. I mean, it, you know, it's great to have these uh, these live messages. Do keep them coming in. This is all good stuff, and uh, it's nice to have all these different. Um, opinions. I mean, if he started with that, with Divock, Minamino, Curtis Jones, I mean, that could work as well. Our squad hasn't suddenly got really bad. I mean, they're, they're some really decent players, aren't they? I mean, you would would you be happy enough with that front three that Yesa said? Divock, Minamino and Jones? I can't see it. I don't think we, they've never played together. Um, a big, uh, big enough game down at Chelsea. I don't... Klopp doesn't really play... Doesn't really play high high card stakes or risk too much, especially away from home. Um, he likes keeping it quite tight and quite, you know, no matter who he plays away from home. So I'd be very surprised to see only maybe Divock out of those three will get a chance. But Minamino, I'd love to see him get more time. He came, he did well when he came on yesterday. He was one of the few that actually did okay yesterday, but I couldn't see him playing that. Jones in midfield, Jones would be in midfield, I'd say. But uh, no, I can't see that team at all, to be honest. Well, you never know if there's one thing about our Jürgen. He's definitely unpredictable. Um, I've just got a couple of things uh, to talk about, you know, in, in sort of general Liverpool news before we sign off for tonight. But uh, um, the finances came out since the last uh, episode of Cop On. Uh, our finances, I mean, I can't say I give too much of a... I mean, I've already said I don't give a turd. I, I, I wouldn't... I mean, I don't give a... I wouldn't give a pubic hair about it. Um, because, uh, but you know, they're good. They're good. What can I say? They're good. Over 500 million turnover, 42 million profit, which is uh, it's quite little, really, for 500 million turnover. I mean, you know, but, it, but the point is we're healthy, Dave. We're doing really well. We've actually got too much money, so let's uh, let's spend it on lots of drugs. What do you what do you take on it? Um, to be honest. We are in a great place. FSG deserve a round of applause. They've done a great job at Liverpool in the last 10 years. Unbelievable. Brought the main man, Jay Norbert Klopp in, in 20, October 2015. 
He's done unbelievable. The backroom staff have done. Not only that, the commercial end, the commercial end of Liverpool has just gone stratospheric in the last three or four years. Obviously winning the Champions League, finishing second in the league, Club World Cup, you're getting all the exposure. Last year we made more money, TV money, the Man City, and they won the league. Uh, so we've got the exposure. We've Nike coming in in the summer, more world exposure. We've got the new Kirby training ground, 50 million training ground, ready to go late June. We're going in there. We've got the, the boys behind. Michael Edwards deserves a knighthood, deserves a statue outside Anfield for his wheeling and dealing in the transfer committee. The money is a background thing. I know like you and me, normal fans don't like talking about money, but in the modern game, in the modern thing, it's a brand, it's a business. Unfortunately, I know people don't like that, but that's what it is at the high, at the high end, top level. Even Minamino was the business purchase when you think about it. We didn't have an Asian player in the squad. You bring in Jap Japan is a big country, big Premier League watching country in, a in Asia. We needed to get into that market. United did it a few years ago at Park that they signed them. We've done it with Minamino, but I'd like him to get a few games, of course. But it's, it's all about that, that joined up thinking uh, where money comes in, sponsorship comes in, the brand. It's all about the brand, isn't it? It's all, and Klopp as a manager just fits the brand and the city. We've never been financially better. The pitch on and off the pitch on. I can't say much more about money because your health is your wealth, really. But you know what I mean. But uh, other than that, we're in a great we're in a great place, and we're only going to get better, and we're only going to get richer, more successful in the future. Well, I hope you're right. I'm not sure I agree about Minamino just being there for commercial. I mean, I'm sure that's not what you you know you didn't mean no, no, just no, for that. Just for commercial. But yeah. I'm sure it was in the thinking when they signed him. Yes. If you know what I mean? It yes, would have yes. you know, been Japanese international. Just, you know, it is in the thinking. United did something mm -hmm. similar. They signed Park from South Korea. So it is in the thinking, but it's not just for doing that and then leave him on the bench and yes. never play him just to sell a few jerseys. You know what I mean? But no, he's yeah. a good player. He's, he's, he's potentially really, really good um, player for Liverpool. Oh, of course. Yes. I mean, we, we you know, so much to look forward to. Uh, being a red, one of them is watching the development of 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 uh, Minamino, of course. Corkill Nigel sent a, 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 um, a comment through. He he said he thought uh, Klopp should have brought Jones on at half time yesterday. That would have been interesting. Um, indeed, we, we you know we shall look forward to to seeing Curtis hopefully on Tuesday, proving to everybody that he's ready for the first team. He's ready to break in to the best Liverpool team one of the best Liverpool teams uh, in terms of a single season ever. And we have to put that caveat on there in terms of a single season because, you know, back in the 70s, Bob Paisley won six league titles, three European Cups in nine years. So, of course, this team has got some way to go to be called the best. But, uh, you know, let's just end on a positive note. I want to think, I want to think about, uh, I want to think about, you know, some of your favourite moments uh, just to reminisce about our front three, because uh, you know it's 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 a question that I've been thinking about since I heard it on the brilliant LFC Day Trippers podcast. Do check it out if you haven't checked it out already. But what is your favourite goal by, let's say, Sadio Mane? And next time we'll do one of the other two of the front three. But what's your favourite Sadio Mane goal, Dave? Can it can it be a Champions League goal? Any goal. The goal Mane got against Bayern Munich away in the Allianz Arena, where he took it and he, he swiveled and hit it over Neuer 
and it was an important goal at the time as well. But that was that was Thierry unreal. Yeah, 100% against Bayern. Yes, I just uh, sent us a comment. He agrees. I agree as well. That was his best goal. That was absolutely amazing, wasn't it? Where uh, That had me jumping up and down, running around. Run- I, was, I, was, I was on my own. And I was literally running around. I was running around my apartment, absolutely wailing uh, with joy. That was absolutely superb. But lest we forget, I mean, he's, he's, he's done some absolute crackers. What about the goal? on his debut against Arsenal. What about that back heel that he did? He invented his own shot. He invented his own shot. The back heel into the ground, chip over the advancing goalkeeper. Oh, delicious. That was, that that goal, I I was hungry that day. I hadn't had lunch, but that goal just filled the void. That was beautiful. He, He hits it down into the ground and it had so much power, bounced up over the keeper it was ridiculous.com <laughs> yes it was yes it was and it's lovely to talk about that and to remember it and uh you know th- there are so many of them that one against everton uh last minute of the derby Sturridge hits the post it goes to manny again screaming it makes me scream with joy this kind of stuff and uh, what a legend what a legend uh Corkill nigel agrees the one against arsenal in his first season oh that was so good that was so good at the time i was uh, working um on uh, french television for believe it or not they uh, were silly enough to give me a job uh, even though my french is a bit ropey um well it's all right but uh, anyway i'm not going to get into that and uh, but i was having an argument with them these people who were who were uh, at RMC Sport because they were all saying Sadio Mane too expensive. He's a waste of money. Just when he signed, and I was, I was just, I was on cloud nine when we signed him. I knew he was just, you know, the the, you know, just a, a fabulous player already, waiting to explode on the world stage. And uh, you know that that goal. I just, I just, I just said, see, you know. See what I mean? Wow. Sadio, what a player. And it's great to end on that because I think we have to go now. Uh, but uh, thank you to everybody who's who's watching and listening and sending in the comments. And, and uh, thanks to everybody who's listening to the podcast version of this. As usual, um, Cop On is, will be out as a podcast on a Sunday night, Monday morning. Uh, thanks to everybody. You're all delicious. You can send me um, an email, coponpodcast at gmail.com. You can follow us at Cop on Podcast on Twitter. Thanks a million to Dave from Dave's LFC Chats. It's been a real pleasure, Dave, and thank you. No problem, on any time. We'll do it again, my friend. Mane in the mirror. Klopp, make that change. See you guys. <laughs> See you later. Yeah, thanks, everybody. See you.